Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Now it's time for the Jared Report, news about the son-in-law in the White House. This week, Jared's trip to Bahrain for a Mideast peace conference. For that story, we turn to our chief Jared correspondent, Amy Willens. She, of course, is a longtime contributing editor at The Nation. She was Jerusalem correspondent for The New Yorker, and she's best known for her award-winning work on Haiti. Amy, welcome back. Thank you, John. So at his conference in Bahrain, Jared declared that the conflict between Israel and Palestine is, quote, a solvable problem economically, close quote. Tell us, first of all, who participated in this conference and who didn't. It was one of those great Middle East peace conferences where no one who matters is there. A lot of uh, wealthy, like, billionaires club, Middle Eastern developers and hedge funders and speculators, some uh, second-tier governmental representatives from U.S.-friendly Middle East countries like Saudi Arabia, Bahrain comes to mind, and then no Israelis. No Palestinians. So you could argue that Jared is kind of an Israeli representative, but there were no Palestinians at this except for a couple of uh, Hebron businessmen who are somehow not looked on that kindly by the Palestinian Authority. And what exactly was Jared's pitch to the assembled billionaires and Mideast potentates? The deal of the century, (laughs) (laughs) which he... He seems to feel that he's opening like a new business in Queens. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like the the motto? The thing is called peace to prosperity. And what he's in his strange twilight world offering is um, the development of the Palestinian Authority, the West Bank and Gaza, economic spurs to growth in the occupied territories, (laughs) economic growth in the blockaded area of Gaza, a new infrastructure plans and plans to insert $50 billion into the Palestinian economy. Clearly a number just made up out of thin air with no basis in anything. I think there's a $5 billion road that they're planning to build, some kind of transportation between Gaza and the West Bank. Uh, of course, this is a longed for thing by the Palestinians, but there were no Palestinians involved in making this plan. 
in what was it that Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said about, in particular, the the development plan for Gaza? He said it's going to be like a really hot IPO. That's how these people think. Uh, Now, this is a different approach from what previous presidents have focused on. They've all focused on the political and the military issues around an independent Palestinian state. Why has that been the focus? That's been the focus because the key issue here is how to have a sovereign Palestinian state next to a sovereign Israeli state. Um, And that has been the issue in the modern era since the British mandate ended, basically, uh, since the Nakba, which was the catastrophe for the Palestinians when they were moved out of Israel by the Israeli government. And uh, this is not something that the Trump administration wants to deal with because they don't really want to deal with the Palestinians. They're representatives of the Israeli state themselves. Jared, in his speech, said his plan could work if the Palestinians would accept it. He said, quote, they've blamed Israel and everyone else for all the people's problems, when in fact, this is all achievable if the government wants to make these reforms, close quote. How do you interpret that? It just, it's so condescending and killing. You just can't stand it. I interpret that as an attack on the Palestinians for not having the kind of economic development all of the Palestinians would desire. It's a, it's a gross omission of the two elephants in the room who are the occupation of the West Bank and the economic blockade of Gaza. By whom? The Israelis, headed by good friend of the Trump family, Benjamin Netanyahu. At the conference, ministers from several Arab countries of the Persian Gulf argued that the Palestinians' natural entrepreneurship, strong literacy, and high levels of education could all be unleashed under Jared's plan. What do you make of that argument? That argument seems to me to be a threat that Jared is trying to sick the Palestinian people on the Palestinian government at the behest of Israeli, American, and Gulf entrepreneurs and developers, and that's just not going to work. What happens when you do that to the Palestinians who are sitting there in refugee camps and in economically deprived areas because of Israeli behaviors for the past 20 and 30 years is they rally to the governments they don't like because they have solidarity and they want sovereignty and independence. And yeah, they have blamed Israel for a lot of their economic plight. Why? Because it's Israel's fault. And there is indeed, Jared is right, there is an incredible population of brilliant minds and energetic people, just as there is everywhere. And usually if you find a people, any people, an organized group of people who aren't doing as well as they should, It's not always their own fault. It's because of outside influences. This is history. This is geopolitics, not some made-up game that Jared Kushner alone knows how to play. So $50 billion for Palestinian economic infrastructure, better transportation, more reliable power, more water. Isn't Jared right that this $50 billion investment would transform Palestine? Yeah, any small developing country would gladly accept your $50 billion if 
they could do it themselves with you, but not if there's a middleman barking and screaming and stopping at every moment. Could Palestine become what Jared is imagining, the Singapore of the Middle East? Well, there's a serious flaw in that argument, obviously. What is Singapore? It's called a city-state. State is the key word. There is no word state in Palestinian authority. Um, and that is, that's the problem. You cannot develop if you're under occupation. It's, there's just no chance. If your economy is not your own and you can't make decisions on behalf of your own people, with your own people, there's no chance for development. It's like asking a prison population to develop. The New York Times report on Jared's Mideast Peace Conference said that, quote, much of the conference seemed only loosely connected to the region or to anything at all, close quote. What was that about? Well, I think what the New York Times and certainly Haaretz have espied in this plan is an attempt to put the Palestinians in such a situation that their sovereignty is no longer part of the argument. And that is why it is a pipe dream, because their sovereignty is at the center of the argument. It always has been. And to think that a problem that really extends back even longer than our memories and even longer than Jared's grandparents' memories is going to be solved by a paper plan that uses as its PR images photos from a USAID project that has been helping Palestinians, that has been defunded by the Trump administration. I mean, it's even worse than Jared's usual doe-eyed, innocent stupidity. It's, It's cynical. Jared brought not only billionaires and Gulf potentates to this conference, he also got Tony Blair. <laughs> I say, whenever Tony Blair shows up, that is a deal that is not going to be a good one. But but Tony Blair, you know, he worked for many years in around Middle East peace planning. He certainly knows the problems here. Did Tony Blair endorse Jared Kushner's new approach? Not exactly. I mean, he was there, so that was wrong. But he did warn Jared that this was destructive for the two-state solution. He um, said you have to discuss Palestinian sovereignty. That's part of the deal. So he's not like Jared. He knows the realities of the region. So Jared Kushner's breakthrough, if we can call it that, is to argue that you can make peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians if the Israelis and the Palestinians don't participate. That certainly was something Bill Clinton never thought of and something Jimmy... No, no, of course not. I mean, Bill Clinton sat down with Yasser Arafat. It was hard for both of them, especially for Arafat, and that sort of blew up the deal in the end. But there they were. They talked to each other. There were real plans. There, each each piece of economic development, in fact, went hand in hand with a piece of political understanding. This has none of the political understanding. I'm just so annoyed at it. I mean, it's like, it's as if they're looking at Palestine. You know, there's this famous expression, a land without people for a people without a land that the Zionists proclaim. But I keep thinking it's a land without developers for developers without land. So they want the land. And what was the response in Israel? I assume the Netanyahu people were thrilled. Uh, What about the rest of Israel? I mean, the Netanyahu people are probably thrilled. It's good PR for them with the right 
in Israel, and he's coming up for an, yet another election. Uh, the left in Israel is horrified because they see this as a recipe for further unrest, further dissatisfaction. It will never be realized. The Palestinians don't even want it, but they want what it represents. They want money. They want economic development. So it's bound to create dissatisfaction, disgust. 80% of the Palestinian people have rejected it out of hand, and I believe that that's a low, low polling number. I can't imagine a Palestinian who would say hooray, except for maybe the two guys who are there from Hebron. Haaretz had a really good line in their headline. They said, you know, it, it was like Miss America calling for world peace. It was as laudable and as ridiculous as, as that kind of a speech. Heartfelt. Yeah, I don't even think it was heartfelt, so I can't go for that. I understand there are some people in Gaza who welcome Jared Kushner's plan. Yeah, they're not part of the 80% who reject it, but they're not part of what you would assume would be the business types who might welcome it. They are, or at least one of their representatives, is a very militant, extreme person named Ziad Nakala, and he has been using the um, deal of the century to point out to the Palestinian people that their governments, both the Hamas government in Gaza and the Abbas government in the, in the West Bank, have been walking along this path to negotiation and political understanding with the Israelis, and they always get stabbed in the back. And this is yet another example of how the Palestinians are being disincluded from discussion about their future. And the only alternative to this compromised, weak-kneed continuation of negotiation is militant action. And he has promised to send a thousand projectiles into Israel per day for a month. And that, but that's the kind of person that this is helping to to raise in the Palestinian view because really Palestinians are disappointed and disgusted and 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 Jared's incredibly condescending and unrealistic proposal from an American government it's not like he's just some weirdo although mm, but um is is very disturbing to the Palestinian population I'm sure so in the end Jared may not have won over the Palestinians but he did get a lot of big money people to support his plan. He and they are are betting that offering $50 billion of investments will cause Palestinians to set aside their aspirations for an independent state. Is there any chance he's right about that? One, no. Two, there is no $50 billion. It reminds me of the money promised to Haiti for the Haitian earthquake. But I'd like to uh, quote what Mahmoud Abbas said about this Jared proposal. He said, well, it's interesting, he said. Now I'm quoting. Let's have you recognize the two-state solution and recognize that East Jerusalem is occupied and then recognize that international legitimacy is critical. Then you send me those words on a piece of paper and the next day I'll show up at the White House to negotiate. Otherwise, no. Amy Willens. Amy, thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you, John. (laughs) 
You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.